They go. <laughs> you remember that scene where he rides down the stairs like on a shield, like yeah. a skateboard? It's like the yeah. most impressive scene he does. I love that scene, but and it just came from like the one of the guys on set, one of like the set directors and stuff, or maybe it was a stuntman. He snowboarded all the time. He's like, let's get something like that in here. Let's get some like ex- <laughs> let's get some like extreme sports in here. Let's have Lego last ride like a shield. It's fun. And here's what makes. Peter Jackson a better director than me right. if I was Peter Jackson I was doing this big epic battle the battle at Helm's Deep I believe is where it takes place yeah. this massive battle with important arcs and some fucking set director came up to me and said let's get some extreme sports in here I'd be like yeah okay and I'd just walk away from him and be like fire that guy and make sure he never talks to me again <laughs> you can drink the whole town Okay, you're good to go. We on? Yeah. All right, not feel good people. Back again. Episode 80. I don't know. 85, maybe? 80 something. Maybe 88. Hold on, let me check. Let me check, 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 check. Here with the lovely, talented, the gorgeous Mark Miller. 85. Episode. Glad to be back. 85. 85 right on right on uh where were we talking about before we were talking about the queen trailer the new queen trailer that came out yeah what'd you think mark it's actually pretty good i'm not gonna lie like when you guys talked it up like i was like gonna laugh my ass off when i saw the guy's like face or something because he didn't look quite like it yeah. right but it's actually really good he looked a lot he okay the guy playing freddie mercury he rami looks- malik a lot like Freddy in the trailer, but there, if you look, if you do like a side by side with his eyes and Freddy's eyes, his eyes are so big compared to Freddy's. Well, they're big, but like they, they, he still pulls off that accent that and that attitude that you kind of just forget about it for yeah. a second. Be like, all right, yeah. I'll. I'll I, th- yeah. I think when you're in the movie, you won't even fucking notice it. There, there is one line in the trailer that I was like, oh, so cringy. The Queen one? Yes, I hated that line. Where, what did they say? I already forgot. Uh, Roger Taylor like goes to throw a coffee pot or something. <laughs> and what does he say? Pretty much like, easy, easy, Roger. There's only room for one hysterical queen in this band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they do the classic like music stops, like it's like a yeah. Marvel movie. Yeah, record scratch moment. Yeah, record scratch. <laughs> That's funny. Easy, Roger. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that was like that when that like comes like. Whew. That's a clunker. That's as bad yeah. as like. That was the thing I liked. I liked the Last Jedi so much, mm-hmm. but the thing that's really indefensible at the Last Jedi is some of the fucking lines in that movie. Yeah, some of the humor was too much, man. Oh, they fucking! I still can't believe. Like at one point, starts with a yo mama joke. It starts with a yo mama joke. The first scene is when fucking Oscar Isaac is calling. Uh, what's his name there? The General Hux. General Hux. Yeah, and then he does like the yo mama joke. No way. And he's like, who are you trying to call? He's like, oh, I thought I was talking to your mama or something like that. No way. (laughs) It opens with that? Yeah, that's like the opening line. That's like the first, like, ten, five minutes. 
And I remember, and then like at one point, Finn calls uh, Captain Phasma Chrome Dome. <laughs> He's like, he called. I can't remember. It was like during the fight scene, and then. At one, and the thing, the one I hate the most is at the end when the Millennium Falcon shows up during that big battle scene at the end, mm-hmm. and it cuts to Finn. And uh, at fir- first, it goes to to Adam Driver's character, right, Kylo Ren, and he's like telling him to to try and like shoot the Millennium Falcon out of the air. And then it shows him do- trying to do that, and then it cuts to Finn and going, "Oh, he really hates that ship." <laughs> oh, I hate that line did so you see, much. Did you see the Last Jedi, Mark? No, but it makes it funnier, just like the cliche. Did you? I thought you saw it in Fort Saint John. No, I saw Force Awakens. No, you saw the Last Jedi in Fort Saint John. I'm almost positive you did, because remember we were gonna go, and you you asked me if I wanted to go. I was like, Oh, oh. yeah, the Last Jedi. I saw. I thought you guys were talking about the Solo movie. Oh no, 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 no. Last Jedi. Really? Yeah. That we really hates that shit. What? what? I don't remember that part. That was in the very, you know, the re- end battle with all the red sand and shit. Right. It was during that part when uh, they're de- making their last stand, and uh, I don't remember the Ray flies in the Millennium Falcon. He flies in with the Millennium Falcon, and uh, Chewie is with her. And uh, I'll see if I can find it. I wonder if someone's captured already on YouTube. It's like it's like their version. Have you ever guys seen the Jurassic Park three line where uh, he said there's a dream sequence where Alan wakes up in a plane. And there's a, like he, he's dreaming. He's looking at a raptor, an airplane, and the raptor goes Alan in just a normal voice. No, no, no. What? No, you haven't no. seen that? Okay. Now it's two things. All right. Uh, last Jedi. He hates that ship. Oh, it's such a... Oh, I hope someone... Should we say where we're recording this episode from? Yeah. We're recording this episode from your guys' classroom. Yeah. It's a pretty sweet uh, gig. I wish uh, we could record here, this cast, all the time. Yeah, man. It's nice up here. It's fucking really nice. I love it. Yeah, you know, recording at the the K-Pack. How's that been going for you guys? No big deal. How's that been going for you guys? Good. I'm so not used to waking up early. Oh, okay. dude, it's not even that early. We got to be oh. here at 10. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, like, so many I people are like, it. oh, man, I got to wake up. And like, everybody's already at work. And it's like, <laughs> I oh, I can't. Then I got to get to my work. I got to wake up at 8. And I fucking, like, I'm still not. Today was the best day of all of them. Right. I got eight hours. I'm still like, oh, I just feel tired. I just feel so tired mm. all the time. But less tired today. Like, Monday was the worst. Like, I couldn't keep my eyes open. So I couldn't find the He Hates That Ship line on YouTube, but I can definitely find the Jurassic Park Allen. I'll let Max see it first. Hold on. I was trying to think. Is that the... No, I can't even remember. Like, I can't even remember anything. It's pretty good. I feel like I haven't seen the movie. Not many people have. (laughs) So bad. I thought it was the new one. I guess it's the old one. <laughs> For people who haven't seen it, it's just a dream sequence where the character Alan falls asleep in a plane, and he has a dream sequence where he's in that same plane. He looks over, and there's a velociraptor sitting next to him on the plane, and he just says, Alan, in like Alan. some dude's voice. <laughs> and then it's just like a guy off camera going, away. Alan. <laughs> I remember uh, Jurassic Park 3 when that came out, you were visiting your buddy Kevin Trenum. Okay. In Kamloops. Kamloops or Kelowna? Yeah, Kamloops. I remember uh, I really wanted a toy from that. 
And so mom and dad must have gave you some money and stuff. And you brought back like a T, uh, no, not a T-Rex. That's a, ter- uh, a the pterodactyl. One. Yeah, you brought me back a f- pterodactyl toy. Yeah. I love that toy. I had it forever. It had a button on its wing that you'd press. And it said, it just, Alan. <laughs> Alan. Alan. Didn't get it at the time, but now I get it. <laughs> I need you, Alan. Alan. That was a, yeah, that was a sick pterodactyl, dude. That was a good fucking toy, man. Yeah, it was solid. What was your like favorite childhood toy? Do a round table. Oh. <sighs> Shit, I had a lot. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot of Hot Wheels. I had fucking tons of Hot Wheels, man. Yeah, you did. You had like a fucking, I remember you had like a big like Rubbermaid full of Hot Wheels. Yeah, and I would like just crash them. I'd like, I'd take them <laughs> out back and like do crashes and I'd hit them with a hammer and stuff <laughs> to like crack the windshield and I'd like flip them and stuff. Did you have like the, the shitty plastic ones or like those good metal ones? They were the, like the die cast metal Hot Wheels. Those so they the could, idea. so they could bend nice and stuff and the glass would crack properly. <laughs> yeah. And also like, but they weren't, even the die cast metal ones weren't that expensive. They were probably like a dollar fifty a Hot Wheel. Yeah. My favorite though were the action figures of Lord of the Rings. I, oh, yeah. I, there's, uh, Lord of the Rings some good made ones. this. I, I don't know who made them. I forget who made them, but they were high quality. They looked like the actors. You could play with them. You can move them. Legolas yeah. had like a bow. You can make him draw it and shit. It was fucking dope. See, you say Legolas. Is that how you normally say it? Yeah, that's how I've always said it. Is Lego that how it's supposed ass. to be said? I don't, I don't know. know. What do you say? Legolas? Hey, I say it's Legolas. Legolas. I think Legolas sounds better. I think, I think Legolas is probably Tolkien's interpretation. Legolas sounds like an American bastardization of it. Lego ass. Lego ass. <laughs> That's how I say it. Is that Lego ass? He's really good at the bow and arrow, that Lego ass. Just because I have the ass of a Lego. Uh, you remember that scene where he rides down the stairs like on a shield? Like yeah. a skateboard? It's like the yeah. most impressive scene he does. I love that scene, but and it just came from like the, one of the guys on set, one of like the set directors and stuff. Or maybe it was a stuntman. He snowboarded all the time. He's like, let's get something like that in here. Let's get some like, ex- <laughs> let's get some like extreme sports in here. Let's have Lego last ride like a shield. It's fun. And here's what makes Peter Jackson a better director than me. Right. If I was Peter Jackson, I was doing this big epic battle, the Battle of Helm's Deep, I believe, is where it takes place. Yeah. This massive battle with important arcs. And some fucking set director came up to me and said, "Let's get some extreme sports in here." I'd be like. <laughs> Yeah, okay. And I'll just walk away from him and be like, fire that guy and make sure he never talks to me again. Like, I would just, like, I would comp- not only, I mean, like, I would not fire him, but I would definitely completely disregard his opinion. And we've been filming for 18 days straight, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm not going to know. How's about, how's about no? Peter Jackson's like watching the movie. Turns out that guy like undermined him. He's like watching. Like, Les comes down. He's riding like a skateboard, busts like a like an ollie, just goes down, just shooting, him, just like rails down, just rails down a bunch of guys on their armor. You can clearly see it's Tony Hawk <laughs> in a wig, in a blonde wig. But it's like it's like they just taped like a wig to a fucking skateboard helmet, so he's still got the helmet on. It's just this huge head. <laughs> But like, here's where he's a better director. He took that guy's advice, and that's a dope scene that we're talking about to this day. Yeah, or he at least put it in. It could have been yeah. the second unit director who like filmed it. Yeah, it's like sure. Yeah, and then, Peter and then maybe like, saw it in editing. Cool. And was like, hey like, man, like that's a dope. motorboat goes by on that little patch of water they were fighting in, and he's like wakeboarding behind him, just like <laughs> steering with his one foot, just like <laughs> two two bow and arrows, just like boom, 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 boom. And boom, then boom. that's why they did that scene where in the 
in the third one in the return of the king at pelinor fields you know when he takes down that elephant all by himself yeah he did that because Orlando Bloom was like, we got to step up the game. Lego right. last, Lego last, like, was this, like snowboarding down the stairs last time. We got to step it up. It's a logical move. I was snowboarding, now I got to kill a live elephant. But you know what's funny is because, like, the first movie, he had that great moment where he killed the troll. Where he yeah. climbed the troll. And arguably, the snowboarding thing is a step down from the troll. Yeah. You know what I mean? The troll, he climbs this giant mountain troll, shoots it in the head, shoots it in the face and stuff. Yeah, but that's just And then a trick, the next yeah. one, he just snowboards down some stairs while right. shooting. <laughs> just because it's like, hey, am I still going to do some goofy snowboarding stuff in the next movie? <laughs> Stay tuned and find out. It was 2002, man. Skateboarding was at its height. <laughs> it was. I feel, I mean, since we're on the subject of Lord of the Rings, not to divert too much from the toy conversation. I, swear, I do, okay. There's something that always bugged me in Return of the King, uh-huh. and that was when uh, you know how that warrior chick fought the uh, the, the Sauron himself. No, the uh, the head of the night. The oh yeah, the the black Nazgul or, or whatever. Yeah, Nazgul. She fought the head of him, and then he said something about like no man can kill me. And then she pulls off her helmet and she reveals she's a woman. She's like, I am, I am no, no man. man. And she, she fucking stabs him. I, I feel like if I was in the room, during the writer's room during that conversation, I'd be like, yeah, but everyone knows that that's not what that means, right? <laughs> everyone knows it's not like, but a woman can. Right. It's not like, you I think they know they meant like, like person, they were headed man is like man. as like a replacement for person in that in that sentence, that right? Feel, that feels no like man a can line kill me. That like executives would want to put in nowadays in movies, right? That feels like something that like in this day and age in this climate that executives would be like, oh, we got to get that in there. Yeah, she, and then she shows her, and then she shows she whips her tits out and she says, "I am no man." Miranda, Otto look at my the tits. <laughs> yeah. Then she pulls down her fucking pants and spreads her pussy lips. She says, I am no man. <laughs> now fuck me, big boy. Oh, man, Miranda Otto and the Return of the King. And then behind the scenes, she's sword training and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. She's a looker. Oh, man. <laughs> she's great. She is no man. That sounds like she Maybe is she no is a man. man. I feel like that's such a weird, cheap way to get around that thing. Right. <laughs> no man can kill me. I'm no man. Yeah, I, I don't. Don't you feel like that's not? Yeah, that's not what they meant. I analyzed that one day. I went back and looked at that because yeah, I'm also got no time on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the opposite, all the time in the world. Yeah, yeah. But like, so uh, didn't that little? Who's the little guy that was fighting with her? In Mary. He stabs that th- dude with something, and then the knife disappeared, and then she stabs him, huh? In the face. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't Fucking matter. Fucking continuity here. So I am no man yeah, she could have she, she she said like look at me take a poo and took a poo on the ground then stabbed and he still yeah. would have died yeah Ooh. I guess like some scat she could have thrown the poo at his face <laughs> and he still would have died it would have been because she's a woman dude because no man can kill him no no man can kill me what about I you guys no you guys have toys as kids uh, I had no toys yeah 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 I love toys um I mean, some of my favorite toys were some of the lamest bullshit when I look back. Like, right. when, I, when I was young, um, I had, like, a Peter Pan toy I really liked. But it was, like, the Peter Pan from the movie Hook, because I was obsessed with the movie Hook. So it was a Robin Williams toy? It was a, basically a little Dope. Robin Williams. <laughs> no, man, that's the coolest Peter Pan. Because he get. had my favorite, like, I was really into swords. I love swords. And the Peter Pan in that movie had the coolest 
sword. It was such a iconic for me. Right. And I caught, you know, I think about it. It's so, such an iconic sword for me. And no one ever talks about this sword. It's the sword in Robert Williams had in Hook. It was like a short, it had a gold blade, a gold plated blade, which I loved. But the hilt was like a coconut. Was it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It was like a cutlass, it looked like. That. It looked like a cutlass. Yeah. Right. With a coconut handle. Yeah. I loved it. I liked, and I remember it had a little version of that. That's okay. why I loved it so much. I like took because, like, I wasn't into Peter Pan. Mm hmm. For whatever reason, like I, yeah. I mean, not for whatever reason, for obvious reasons. Yeah, because it's like a I wasn't a hundred year old story, and you're like, we'd probably move to like. And the cartoon Hook took it like to a gritty level. Yes, that's what I liked about it. Too. I love like stakes. I love in Hook when how like Peter Pan's this old drunk man, and he comes home, mm -hmm. and Captain Hook just kidnapped his kids, and he fucking like left a fucking note on the door with a knife in it. Oh, it's great. It's good shit. You know Hook. You watch Hook? I liked Hook because I think Hook is hot. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was such an awkward moment. We were showing... Uh, uh, it was so awkward. We're showing... We're doing the School of Rock thing. Yeah. And we we're showing them um, like video footage of like... Just trying to show them like like video footage of like concerts and stuff like that, and yeah. like we show them like the that video of like uh, Entwistle doing the bass, like it's just Entwistle John Entwistle's bass feed, right? And we showed uh, we showed them a, a thing of uh, ACDC TNT, like, uh -huh. right? And we finished, and it was just hot in the room, but it was just it just the video just finished, and one like the tiny girls was like, "I'm hot." <laughs> you know, like, me and Mark looked at oh, each other yeah, like. Yeah, we're like yeah. Well, that was an unfortunate way to say that. And it was kind of like, move the screen. Oh, so awkward. Or like when they swear or something, I don't know what to do. I don't know what my fucking role is mm -hmm. as an adult in the room. You know what I mean? Right. You just be like, look here, you little fucking piece of shit. Only I get to fucking swear, motherfucker. <laughs> I've earned this fucking right, you little cunt. It's, it's not like it offends you, but you're like, should I be the adult? And like... Yeah. Or like I have a trouble I have trouble being assertive with kids because I want to be the cool guy. But if you're the cool guy, then they walk all over you. Right. It's like they really abuse that privilege where it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm like sitting here and they start running out into the hallway. I'm like, I gotta bring I gotta say he gotta come in here. You can't do that. Yeah. Or like they're like, Can I go to the bathroom? I'm like, yeah, and then you like you let him out and I just scream from here all the way to the bathroom down the hallway and I'm like, Okay, I gotta be the guy who's like, Hey, don't scream. Who's who ever did that? Who does the, that? Some of these kids. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we just gotta wrangle them in and be like, "Look, you get the fuck in here," or I'm literally Lassel gonna call your man. mom and say that like, "You're out, you're out." Oh man, that's a good one. I'm gonna yeah. call your mom. Oh yeah, oh, they'd hate that. <laughs> no, that's the, I hate. Like that would be, that would just that would like scare the shit. Did out you guys of get yeah. in trouble when you guys were in school much? Never, I feel like. Mark? No, because, like, yeah, I look at these kids, and I'm pretty sure I can remember back all the way into where their age is. I didn't act like a little douchebag like these kids. No, no I was, no. like, silent during class. I didn't even ask questions or, like, nothing. Yeah, I was just loud. trying to get through the day, man. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I just wanted to go home and play with my Peter Pan toy. Yeah, and so, <laughs> like, when kids, I remember, like, being that age, and when kids would be that, I'm like... Let's just get on with the fucking day. Yeah. Why you gotta <laughs> harass this fucking teacher, dude? Yeah. You're wasting time. Let's just go home. Yeah. Let's go home. Yeah. There's like, a thing with kids, get though. Get through it. You, unless they're your own kids, I think they're almost unbearable. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's just like they're literally, they're, they're like an animal, that like a baby animal or like a farm animal. Like you can't control them. They have enough brain power to know a few commands so that right. they yeah. like at least like don't like crap on the floor and things yeah. like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, be like, cool. You, you just like, I don't like anybody's kids. Brayden hasn't mm. learned that demand yet. Yeah, dude. Brayden's been crapping on Brayden's floors. Brayden's been shitting all day. <laughs> <laughs> before, before we started the podcast, we came in and Brayden had to go get a key to unlock the door. And then he was like, oh man, I let out this huge fucking fart in the elevator. And then he went to take a piss and then Mark comes up and he's like, did your brother shit in the fucking elevator? It stinks. And there was at least a five minute gaps, man. So that was lingering, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Which also leads to a new point is that there's absolutely no ventilation in that elevator. elevator. I always oh. wondered, like, if the elevator, I guess the fart, I know the answer now, scientifically, the fart goes with the elevator. Because there's a part of me that's like, maybe the elevator goes up, but the fart stays in that area, you know what I mean? Does <laughs> the fart go up? Yeah, no, like that, that's a really good scientific question. What's the science behind smell? Like, how does smell travel? Because I know, here's one thing about smell. When I cut an onion, I can wash my hands. I can scrub them as fucking to the bone. But I'll take a shower and I'll like sweat onion juice. (laughs) I'll take a shower and I'll like, I'll be like one of those gross guys smelling my fingers. I'll be like, what the, I cut that onion like a fucking week ago and my hand stinks like fucking onion, man. And it's fucking gross. Yeah. Oh, dude. Totally. Totally. I was like, deteriorates me from wanting to get with a girl because what am I going to do? Finger her with <laughs> onion, onion fingers? fingers? Make her yeah, pussy sour, smell like sour onions? cream and onion puss? <laughs> yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I feel like smell is like it's smell is such a weird sense to have. Like, if you're trying to explain smell to someone who can't smell, right? Like, what the fuck? What do you say? It's uh, it's like taste almost. It's close to taste, but it's not quite. No. They are very connected. Like, I can't eat something if I smell something gross. And sometimes when you smell something, you get a taste in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I eat some things that smell bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like what? I don't know. I was just trying to combine it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, when I was a kid, I would. I had such, like, a strong, like, I was almost like Wolf Flanagan from Tell Steve Dave, where, like, I would make people, like, eat their food outside. Because yeah. if I smelt like I'd like simple stuff, like a roast beef sandwich or something, it would get me gagging, man. I'd be like, Ugh, uh, and really? like I could not handle it. My stomach was so weak. I am like that. I'm like to this day with like prepackaged ham slices and like the plastic. When you open it up, that ham smell is so strong and right. gross. Like when I worked at Domino's, all the food came in bags. Came in delivery from in bags, like all the little sausage toppings, all the, and there's a, just a big one liter bag of ham, wet ham pieces, and you. Fi- I remember that smell. <laughs> that sounds so bad. Get your wet ham. Ready. <laughs> wet ha- hot ham water. <laughs> Get your hot ham water. A hunk of wet ham sounds gross. Oh, uh, it is a hunk of hunk of wet ham. <laughs> it was like five hundred little slices of wet ham, and it was like. The juices that would accumulate in the bottom of the tub and the smell, I hate. I, oh. That's why I like butcher block ham. They doesn't, because it's like, oh, I can't remember. It was, there's a technical, when I went to culinary school, there's a technical term for like when you like pat air seal ham. It like, the same with like most meats, like raw chicken and stuff like that. When you air seal it, they leak right. the fluid. And it's called, I think it's called, uh, 
Dip or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, yeah, dip doesn't sound right. I don't think it's dip, but it's some gross name, right? For like for ham the, water for the juice that yeah. hangs off like yeah. packaged meats and stuff. Yeah, and like that's why I like butcher block ham. It's not sealed in like a airtight container. Butcher block ham's like wrapped in paper. Butcher block like is like airy. the main meat market in Dawson Creek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the local, it's the local butcher. It's exactly what it is. It's it's the butcher. butcher. Block. <laughs> yeah. But I can't, yeah, I couldn't stand it. Well, they leave it out and, like, it must, like, get a, dry, a bit of dry, too. Well, yeah, because they cut it there, they right? It it's fresh, like a yeah. full ham and then they cut it. I love getting cut meat. Oh. But there is a name uh, yet for something that does specifically to ham. If you leave ham out, just literally past the point too much. Yeah. Oh, there, that, is that the name you were trying to think of? Or? No, no, it's like the, the name of, like, the liquid that formulates when you seal it in a pl- plastic. What are you talking about? Like, it gets kind of wet. Okay, it's like, it's the result of that, like, because apparently there's a thing that happens. Drip? Sh- Maybe drip? I don't know. There's, like, when they ship hams. Uh-huh. And that's why I'm always so sketched out sometimes, because when they ship hams, when they, like, thaw it out it's because it's been like compressed in there for so long and then yeah. it like does something weird to the ham like the chemicals inside almost like embalming fluid yeah oh. Oh. that's scary yeah and then it gets like this weird like greasy gel all over the ham and <sighs> one of one of the like food so we- I'm so weird with food like one of the big reasons why I just refuse to eat shrimp I refuse mm-hmm. because shrimp needs to be deveined and I just don't trust that they don't devein that they successfully devein every shrimp that comes their way. I love shrimp. I can't do it. See, that's funny. I didn't even, like, what? what is that? Like, devein, what he does is you take off the shell of the shrimp, and then you got to actually cut into the shrimp and take out the intestines that are filled with poop. Right. And they got to do that to all the shrimp. And I just don't trust that everyone successfully deveins all the shrimp. Like, and the thought of having, like, a little bit of shrimp shit in my shrimp is enough for me to never want to eat shrimp. So why don't you devein every shrimp you get just Because I don't sure. got the fucking time, man. I just have a steak. <laughs> I have a steak or a fucking oh, you know pork goes, chop. You know, what goes, <laughs> you know what goes well with steak? Shrimp. Shrimp is a great side <laughs> with steak. Some man. grade A devein shrimp. I don't I don't trust it. I don't like that you gotta like leave the tail. I wanna eat the whole thing. Do you do you like like deep fried prawns from like Chinese restaurants? No. No? I don't even like the texture of shrimp. It's like rubbery. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, for some reason, I dig shrimp. It is very like, it's almost like cartilage eating it. It has the like, same texture as like getting a piece of cartilage in a steak yeah. or something. If you, were, if you were to fucking, if you had a McNugget and you bit into that and it was a prawn inside, you would sue McDonald's so hard. <laughs> like you would never eat a fucking nugget again. And you tell horror stories about the texture of this one McNu- mystery nugget you had. If I was expecting a chicken nugget yeah, <laughs> it was shrimp inside, I'd be pretty yeah, turned if, off. If the nugget had the texture of a shrimp, you would be, you would fucking, oh, I would be so furious. That being said, my devil's advocate comes up. I would try shrimp nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> I would try, if it was advertised, if I knew I was getting shrimp nuggets, I'd give it a shot. Well, at least then you're not gonna like puke it out and be like, "Oh, it's actual shrimp." Oh, 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 I can't, I can't stand that. How I don't like seafood at all. I can't stand how seafood is like. It's so difficult. It's so easily it, it overcooked so easily. And it's hard to tell if it's overcooked. And isn't it dangerous? Are, Some like, of it specifically is. shellfish, like shrimp and yeah. stuff like that. Isn't that like can be pretty? Oh yeah, dangerous? if you have undercooked shellfish, like you can get really sick. Right. It's like undercooked pork or something. Yeah, but who needs to eat? Like that's why I always 
kind of get like angry with people who demand to have these delicacies all the time. Like mm. it's what that's what it is—a delicacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can survive off just eating some fucking meat and greens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know. So yeah, like I, I'm agree. Like I've cooked lobster, fucked it up. Cooked crab, fucked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cooked shrimp. Fucked it up. Lobster's <laughs> another one where if you have fresh lobster, you gotta clean the shit out of the tail. Fuck that shit. And there's mm. shit everywhere too. Like at least like when I get a steak, I'm not gonna cut inside. So be like, oh, there's a big shit here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. It's all like it's like literally when you have lobster, lobster, fresh lobster, you gu- guaranteed there was lobster shit. Sl- the tail was slathered in lobster shit and then washed off. If someone gave me T-bone steak and they said before they cooked it, they smothered it in cow shit and then washed it off, then cooked it, I'd be like, no, thank you. But don't worry, they got it all off. You gotta trust us. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, what's his name? Howard Hughes. That was his like diet at the end of his life. He would just drink milk and eat steak. <laughs> That's pretty dope, actually. I yeah, can do that. It's not a bad diet, actually. No, so it's kind of nice. And like, and like, he was in his hotel, right? So he'd get room service every night to deliver his steak and milk, right? And go at that. That sounds deadly, man. That sounds pretty like a like a nicely cooked steak with a cool glass of milk, a big steak. Get if you had like a, if you had like a thirty, is maybe I'm showing my fat guy nature, but I'm like, you got a thirty ounce steak. That'll be that's good. <laughs> I'll keep you full. <laughs> keep you full for a little while. <laughs> a nice 30 ouncer <laughs> that's so weird that like a guy who is so scared of anything bacteria got steak like, yeah, got yeah steak. isn't that like loaded with bacteria that you literally have to fry to kill and yet yeah. you still that's why you can't eat raw ground beef or at least you should I don't know people do it in the US all the time which makes me think it's fine like you can get ground yeah. beef rare but they're America. all brain dead like this probably affecting probably their brain it's probably why they're dumb you're right they got ground brain they got like bacteria living off of their brain cells from this raw meat I mean yeah it's live bacteria probably oh. squirmed up their intestines and, the, and then it's just like up into their heart and beat it through their veins up into their brain We're like fucking steak tartare fuck that shit that's gross Speaking of America's being dumb, I have a question. Not to get too political, but uh, what did did Trump do a couple days ago that made everyone go, oh, this is the last fucking straw? He he met with Putin, Putin, and he was just like, I don't know, Putin's not a bad guy. And that was the last straw for people? They didn't like it. I think it's because people are afraid that Trump's going to become a dictator. Right. So if he says something positive about another dictator, they're like, this is like, this is what happened. Like, this is how it, and it's because, I think it's because like, uh, like Putin, like he kills journalists and gay people. I think that's it. I think that's why they're upset. Although, like... There was one more thing that just happened, and it's, like, kind of a big fuck you to the whole world. What, what happened? Well, like, he had uh, Montenegro. What's right? Montenegro? It's a little shit country next to, like, Greece somewhere. Right. Right. It's, but they famous. Just, pretty famous, Yeah, though. it's like, there was a big country, Yugoslavia, broke apart after the war, mm-hmm. and uh, then it became, like, uh, like, Bosnia and became Serbia, Montenegro. Yeah. Right. So okay. anyway, Montenegro, tiny country, full of a bunch of pissed off people who want the other countries that broke apart back together. Right. So right, it's a right, bunch right. of nationalists from the old country just fucking they want it each all other. united again. Exactly. Yeah. But they're a part of NATO. So if they go fucking, you know, charging at mm. other countries, well, it's we kind of got to go help them, even us, right? Yeah, yeah. So now Trump's all like, "Fuck you!" They're a little country that's like got a bunch of ambitions that we're not even gonna like acknowledge. See really? the way you yeah. put that. That sounds so reasonable to me. And I'm not a political person, 
but like yeah why f- why join up with someone who's like gonna do war like the way you just put that yeah i agree with the statement well i mean and it's kind of a thing where okay trump says it in a way where it's like he just clearly doesn't care where okay yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's cool that maybe we analyze it and look at it be like okay well let's not help them maybe if they're gonna literally attack and be like come help us attack right 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 i right. think trump needs you as a spokesperson right because when you say it i'm yeah. like man that's yeah i agree with that <laughs> <laughs> Now fuck you. <laughs> Ma- now you like, I just want to see Mark at like a secretary press hearing and he just looks right in the camera and goes, Now fuck you, Montenegro. <laughs> Montenegro. It's like it come in, my name's like Mark Sanders Huckabee. <laughs> I'd be like, you little piece of shit country. I'm gonna take a <laughs> shit <laughs> all over you. And that way you're not gonna be able to fight because you'll be all covered in shit. <laughs> yeah, and your guns will fire because yeah. you'll be all covered in you shit. You cover shit like your lobsters. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll be like, like well, I guess we don't have to sketch. help you with war because you're all covered in shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, where is that? Where's Serbia and all that? That's like more Eastern than the Middle East, though, right? It's like, you know, where Rome is. Okay. Or yeah. Rome, Italy. Right. No idea. Oh, I know Italy's off. the boot one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. I that, know that area, kind of. Near Armenia and all that shit? Yeah, it's like right basically below Armenia and like Romania. The people are that, like. But the people are like that ethnicity where they're white skin, but they're kind of they're they're uh, darker a little bit. Well, they're all the people like that a come, tanned white guy, like an Israeli almost. Yeah. Dude, all those people are like basically white. They're they're ex Soviet Union. When the okay. USSR broke apart, the, all those countries were a part of it. Oh, oh I get what okay. you're saying. Now. Yeah. So now since all the war and stuff, they've broken into like, so now they're all like a bunch of like basically pissed off Russian type people. Right. right. And isn't, isn't Russia, isn't one, one of the reasons why Putin's in trouble right now? Aren't they going after, uh, where are they attacking? They're doing a bunch of attacks, though, right? On, in, uh, on all those places. Well, well, apparently, there's like all the all the fighting that's going on. Like that's why great this meeting that they had together, where nobody's allowed to know what happened. Right. Mm-hmm. He just comes out and says, "Yeah, oh yeah, we worked out a uh, plan for our military to do some attacks over here in Syria and stuff. Like a big major, like that's like a stuff that's like a major announcement. He just comes out and says, "Oh yeah, we had a brief talk about a new military plan. Military comes out." We don't know about any fucking plan. Oh, really? Like the Shit. military. And it's yeah. like, dude, we're supposed to like do this as a group. And he leaves his, like when they went to the meeting too, he left all of his guys sitting outside. Like if that, if that coffee spills Shit. on this floor. So Mark just knocked his coffee over. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, it like disappeared. Yeah, it, it sounded oh. like it spilled, but then like nothing. <laughs> oh, but if like if the on the other side of the door was a meeting and like the vice president and every other major important person was with him, they mm-hmm. waited literally like a bunch of students waiting to go in the office outside the the door. Oh, while really? they had this meeting, and then oh. he came out and said, "All right, we're done," and just didn't tell anybody. Man, I really want to get all my political information from you. We're going to have to do this one. We're going to have to start a political podcast because I love it here. But I don't want to get political because I get way angry so easily. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's scary thinking about that shit, man, because that shit literally, like, that shit it is will one of the reasons why all of us. Yeah, that's why I don't think about it partly. I'm just, I can't. Also, like, I can't stand people who are, like, entirely one way or entirely other. Like, 
Okay, yeah, I mean, people who are like that's it, almost idiotic to be like, well, I'm a left wing person and that's it. So I gotta, I, I gotta agree with these these party things. lines. Well, yeah. the, if you're a left guy, that's like that Bernie Sanders where he's like, I'm for everybody having the same amount of money, even if it's absolutely zero money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like yeah. he's just like uh, he's basically a communist. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is communist yeah. down yeah. to a T. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, yeah, he he's a little nutty, but that's that's the left wing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. he's the extreme left wing, just as like maybe the thing with the left wing. The only thing that really bothers me with the left wing like ultimately is uh just like them coming down on people for jokes and stuff like that when people say stuff where they're obviously joking well that's the thing they're the pc wing too yeah exactly and then being like this person should be fired yeah like the chris hardwick thing i don't like chris hardwick i don't but it's also what i think what happened to him is kind of bullshit in retrospect i don't even know what happened to him uh he his girlfriend made a statement Made like a ex, public note. Ex girlfriend, yeah. What's it called? Made a release. It was a blog. It okay. was a blog. Released a, a statement. That's what I'm. Yeah, she was on a blog. She basically she didn't name Chris Hardwick, but it's obvious who it was because it's like the only reason why she has any notoriety at all is because she was Chris, Har- Chris Hardwick's ex girlfriend. She was just she was a professional cosplayer. Which is like, that's already infuriating. That's pretty hot, though. Yeah, that's pretty hot. <laughs> cosplayers right. nowadays, quick side note, don't even cosplay. All they cosplayers don't. nowadays, they wear lingerie that might be the same color <laughs> of the character <laughs> they're doing. And then they'll just post picture of their asses. I love it. <laughs> don't but they're wrong. not, they're not cosplaying. <laughs> it's really hard when you see like, an insanely hot like Super Mario walk down like in those. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like yeah. When, they, when they go into like even guy characters, like, man. Fuck the shit out of Mario right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, totally. I forget. Two famous cosplayers just did. I think it was. How Ma- do you make Ma- money Turnian. cosplaying? How can you be a professional cosplayer? Sell have, ads, have millions maybe? of. Have a Patreon, I guess. Yeah, I guess have, have a, Patreon. a Patreon. That's all it is, like, right? Uh, Jessica Negri, huge cosplayer, and Meg Turney too. Uh, okay. I think they just did. <laughs> if I'm right, I'm going to sound creepy. If I'm wrong, I'm going to sound creepy. But I think they just did like a Scooby Doo one uh-huh. where they were Daphne and Velma. Huh? <laughs> but it was uh, just <laughs> she had on a red wig and she was wearing purple lingerie for Daphne <laughs> and Velma was wearing like an orange thong and bra and that was their cosplay like it wasn't <laughs> that was it that was their va- Daphne and Velma uh, that wasn't creepy at all, at all. But, yeah. uh, sorry you're on Chris, Chris Hardwick his girlfriend was a cosplayer yeah his girlfriend she was a cosplayer and that's how they met and even in the blog when she was like, cause her thing was like, I've been like sexually assaulted, I think is the term she used. I'm not totally sure. But what it was is like, the way she describes it is like, even if everything she says is true, everything, which is starting to come out, like it's not necessarily, but if everything she says is true, he's just kind of a dick. It's not sexual assault. Mm-hmm. He was a uh, kind of a control freak. He was a control freak. He was, and he was like, Listen, when I come home from work, I expect sex. And if that's going to be a problem, we can't be together. And, so, and she's like, and then she said, like, after two weeks, she said she stopped talking to her friends and her family. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, if someone's going to, like, brainwash me to turn against everyone I know and love, they better take longer. Than, it better, I, I got a pretty weak constitution if it only takes two weeks to abandon everyone I've ever known and loved. Also, I wonder if he was just having, like, a day with blue balls. Like, I wonder if she was, I wonder if she said no what Chris Hardwick would actually do. Yes. If she was like, no, I don't feel like it today. Would he just, like, go full Jack Nicholson <laughs> and start chasing her with an axe? Uh, yeah. Or, like, I think what she's scared of is, like, 
She was employed by his company after a while to be on like the Nerdist Network. Oh, okay. And she was uh, like, she, the only notoriety she actually has is being Chris Hardwick's girlfriend. Can't get in a financial situation with her. Girl, yeah, with a girlfriend, bad, risky, bad. risky, risky business. Um, Pretty risky. Pretty risky. But um, also, but also, like, I think that that's got to be part of it, right? You're afraid to leave him because he's famous, and he's you could and, like you could lose all, and he's well, he's like Chris Hardwick. Not only favors. is he yeah. maybe supporting you in the relationship, but he's also signing your paychecks pretty much. Signing your paychecks. You live in a mansion. Like that, some of that, like I mean, it's not fair, but it's like some of the stuff has to be taken in consideration. But like, so, but he was like, yeah, it's like a, it's a dick thing to say. He didn't want her to drink because he was uh, ex, like he's an ex alcoholic. I don't know. He was a bad alcoholic. He was a bad alcoholic, and now he's clean, so he didn't want her to drink. That and, and is he's like, cool. I, ex, I ex, is, huh? I just want to say that's totally. If you're in a relationship with someone who used to be an addict, yeah. like an addict. Yeah, you probably shouldn't do vices in front yeah, of them. Yeah, you support them. You'd be like, exactly. I, I'll try. Yeah, not to do it around you. That yeah. makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and uh, but what a bitch, you fucking whore. Just getting really mad. <laughs> um, but uh, there, anyways. But like, uh, he, yeah, there's some stuff in there where it's like, yeah, he's being a dick. Yeah. If, if all this is true, then yeah, he's he's guilty of being an asshole, but not guilty of sexual assault. Right. You know, and like she's talking about this incident where she had to go to the hospital and she had to have an emergency surgery. Mm-hmm. And then she said, which is like another thing where it's like, I don't know if this is how true this is. But she said, like, the first thing she he like spent the night at the foot of her bed. It was really sweet. And then the doctor came in and she said, the first thing he says, like, so when can I have sex with her again, doc? And it's like, sounds like a joke. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> he's a comedian. He's technically a professional stand up comedian. You think. You know it's got to be a joke, right? You know if he did say it, it was under the guise of, like, I got to break the tension in this weird situation. Like, he's just sitting there with a hard on, ready to fuck her. He just can't. He's counting down the clocks. When can I stick it in, dog? Like, hovering right over naked. How many hours? Let me know, Doc. Can I just start thrusting? She's ready to go, Doc. Listen, I'm not saying... I found some lube in a drawer. Don't worry. I'm not saying when is it not going to hurt. I'm saying when is it not going to kill her <laughs> <laughs> he's got a hard on with a condom already on underneath his because we have a deal and every time i get home from work she's got a fuck <laughs> <laughs> baby steps though doc baby steps <laughs> i don't want to kill her with my dick um was there any more to that well the the thing is is like she goes and makes up like not even like a newspaper or anything she writes this in a blog and then harwick loses literally everything Right. He loses all of his jobs, all of his 19 jobs at AMC. Uh, he hasn't done an episode of his podcast since, which is what he, got him here. He sold off the Nerdist a while ago. <laughs> yeah, the Nerdist, which is a company he created from scratch with his friends. Him, Matt Myra. Yeah. Uh, they like took his name off of like the founder list and stuff, and they're like, we're not associated with Hardwick anymore. Yeah, but how much did he sell it for? Like a billion dollars, like something crazy. Well, then I'm sitting here being like, then I don't give a shit. That's yeah. true. He's fine. He's definitely fine. He's and sitting there on his yacht, being like, "Oh, where my yeah. name isn't on a piece of paper." <laughs> unless, unless that yacht was a billion dollars, and he spent that whole billion <laughs> on the yacht, and he's sitting there just like starving to death. He can't, he can't so even, hungry. can't even get like a McDouble. He's like, oh. <laughs> What good is this yacht? Uh, yeah, it sucks when you're starving to death. Yeah, he's, he's just got a the big carpets. beard. He's fishing in the middle of the ocean. 
<laughs> looks like Tom Hanks on Castaway. Rod. Yeah. Not even a fishing rod, like a stick with some string on it. Oh, that'd oh, be great. He's sitting on like a diamond across the diving board, just waiting for like the littlest <laughs> fish to come by. I caught a shrimp. Fuck, I hate shrimp. Uh, look at all the shit in here. Oh, I got to deter these things. <laughs> That's gross. Uh, I was going. I was going to bring up. This thing takes bigger shits than I do. <laughs> the latest left wing thing that bothered me. Did you guys hear about? It's not even left wing thing. Is the transgender community? Did you guys hear about the thing from Rugged Rub and Tug? No. <laughs> Rub and Tug, the Scarlett no. Johansson movie. Oh yeah, how they like shamed her out of a part. Yeah, well, Scarlett Johansson. That's um, the thing I was going to say. The thing that bugs me about the left wing is like. Yeah, it's like boohoo Chris Harwell because he's a millionaire, but also like I don't think people should have the power to like just be able to make up something about you on a blog and then have that be the thing that gets you fired. Like just a quick yeah. I'm just gonna wrap this up quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um it came out like because the, there's definitely parts of her story that aren't true because she said like when they broke up, she he begged her to stay in that, blah blah blah. And then uh, Chris Hardwick, or it's probably Chris Hardwick, it's supposedly unknown who released him. Someone released like uh, images of uh, a text conversation with them where he broke up with her, right. and then she texts him like, "Hello, please, please take me out, please, please." And then like, because you see like the timestamps on it, it's like, "All right, within the first week, there's some like some desperate." I've done that shit where I'm like desperately begging someone to take me back. That's For my sure. that's but my main like, move. <laughs> that's like six months later. Please, please take me back. Two years later, please, please take me back. That's like, a bit too much. You know what I mean? Like, have you actually done that? Oh, like immediately after a breakup? No, yeah. two years later. Oh no, no, I've done it like immediately after. I haven't done it like two years later. What's the longest you went? Where I tried to beg someone yeah, to take yeah, me yeah. back. Oh, here's the thing, like. What I did and what I felt are two different things. Like maybe and in your case, was it begging or was it just trying to get back in the person's life and like trying to communicate with them? It was my case. It was like, like I, I think I've definitely begged for someone to take me back. Like maybe longest, like two weeks after, maybe a month after I've, a breakup. I've pleaded. I don't think I've begged, but I've pleaded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But very like, close. But, but, very close. But feelings are different. Like for sure, there's been like six month gaps where I've wanted them to want to take me back, but I wouldn't say anything. I would never like stoop to like six months later beg or ask them to take me back. I'd be like, I just want it. I can feel it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But by six months, it's like it's like I can't. That person, you don't even know what that person's doing. Yeah, six that's psycho territory. The then. Yeah, it's yeah, like exactly. It becomes crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I've had girls who like, I've been broken up with for like two or three years, text me and be like, oh, I should never have broken up with you. That's like, that's like, but like, one, I mean, in that's a, weird, like but, a drunken night randomly though. That's, no, no. That's, it's like, like they're just, they, they're dating like a piece of shit. Yeah. But it's not like, they're not like, that wasn't two years of constant shit. No, that's no. like, that's like a night they have that thought. And so, yeah. so they send it to me, but yeah. there, I got to admit as a person who receives that text, there's like a weird sense of victory in it. Oh, definitely. You know, there's like definitely. a sense of like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you do. Uh, right. But you got a kid now, so I want nothing to do with it. So you. this rub and tug thing. <laughs> so the rub and tug thing, yes. Yeah, so uh, this this hits me. This hits me as like a person who appreciates art and shit. Where, okay, basically the deal was Scarlett Johansson's making this movie, Rub and Tug. Terrible, 
is she, what what a name for a flick. There's well, no what way kind of movie it's is gonna it? stick. Is it funny or it's about a transgendered man. It's about a man who was born a woman, right, and then became a man, and he ran a salon. I don't think it was an actual rub and tug place, but I think the place was called rub and tug, just like as a cheeky title. But it's about this transgendered man's journey, right? And everyone got upset because Scarlett Johansson's playing this guy mm-hmm. who is uh, politically called a man now, right? She, she made the... Uh, he made that's, the that, that's such a perfect distinction. He made politically called a man. Yeah, 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 he made the transition to where now he's a man, right? He's called a man. And people wanted... People were so upset that the role wasn't played by a transgendered man, right? And my first, my first thought when I first heard this was it's an actor's job to become that person. It yes. doesn't matter who that actor is in their personal life. It could be fucking, they could be anybody, but when they go into that role, it's their job to become whoever that person is, right? Yeah. And in this case, I think it'd be more appropriate, maybe I'm speaking off bounds, but I think it'd be more appropriate to have it start as a woman and then have her do the transition yeah. into the man. Because yeah. obviously that has to be part of the story, the transition. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, Glenn and Glenda stuff, right? And then so everyone was like bashing her, like, no, this should be a transgendered man role and stuff like this. Like an actual even woman to I, man transgender Even though person, I can't yeah. name a transgendered man actor right now. Yeah. Uh, maybe Sonny Bono's son. I don't even know if he acts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chaz. Chaz, Chaz Bono. That's a great name. If Chaz Bono was an actor, maybe he could play him, right? And so she backed out of the movie, right? And all these people are like, yeah, finally. And then they're like, so what's happening with the movie? And it's like, well, it's not going on because she was funding it. Her production company picked up the movie and was going to do it. And so these people bullied her out of it. And now the movie's not even going to happen at all. That's right? great. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, that's fucking good. Yeah. Good for these yeah. fucking... Because it can't be the whole transgender community that was up in arms. Yeah. There's got to be transgendered actors out there who get what acting is. And understand yeah. that you take in a role, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's so ridiculous, though, the notion that, that just because the role is based off that person or that part doesn't mean that that exact same person in real life has to reenact that for That's what movie. acting is, is pretending. Exactly. The whole thing's fucking pretending. That's like saying, like, uh, Forrest Gump has to be played by, like, an actual person. Oh, retarded guy? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's like, and in this case, like, uh, he was born with a vagina. He was born a woman. So I think it would be great for Scarlett Johansson to like, you know, have to do that acting. Yeah. And if she did it dope yeah. and if she became like a transgendered man afterwards, yeah. it would be great, you know? Yeah. Uh, but fucking they had to complain <sighs> and now they ain't even, they, they're not getting shit now. Yeah. And so it's, it, Exactly. It's like, I, I don't like, I can't even like explain how like, it'd be like if, <laughs> if, uh, People got really mad that Johnny Cash didn't play himself and walk the line. <laughs> <laughs> didn't play himself at 22 years old at right. 60. <laughs> or like a musician played Johnny Cash. Yeah. They're mad that like Bruce Willis was actually like alive during his role in Sixth Sense. It's like that should be played by an actual <laughs> dead guy. <laughs> yeah. So that was the last dead thing. Dead Lives Matter. Which like just happened also, where I was like, that's too much. Guys. And also, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this right now. If... For some, if I ever get to the status where someone wants to make a biopic about me, I want a dope, famous, 
actor to yeah. play or actress fuck it you know what <laughs> i mean like i don't care as, as long, long as they can do the part i don't give yeah, a shit yeah exactly and it, like exactly if donald glover wanted to play me <laughs> sure fuck it fuck it man i'm black for this story <laughs> yeah. uh, there was a uh, jonah hill was on stern a while ago and he made the greatest quote he's like you know, it's like it's kind of a hit and miss when, like, you play somebody in a movie, mm. right? Or if you're playing... Could go either way. Well, like, uh, when they... Like made, a real person? Or even, like, a real person, too, like, because he, he was in the movie Moneyball with Brad Pitt. Right. right. And he's... All right, I call it Brad Pitt's Moneyball, because if you ever see the poster, Brad Pitt's name is bigger than the title Moneyball. <laughs> just Brad Pitt in huge font, and then Moneyball in a slightly smaller font. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know he demanded that. Yeah, probably. he's like, I want a huge font. Brad Pitt's Moneyball. Then he's like, he named the two guys. I forget their names, but the one right. guy's like, cool, who played my played my part in the movie? He's like, Brad Pitt. And the other guy's like, cool, who played mine? It's like, Jonah Hill. It's like, oh, cool. Do you have a knife so I can, like, cut That's fucking great. That's great. Oh, that'd be great if they did a biopic about me and they had Brad Pitt playing me to someone who like some cut dude. Some dude with dick muscle. Some dude who's got the muscle that points to your dick. Dude, I am stoked for Pitt's new movie. Oh, what is it? What is it? Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Tarantino's new flick. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, about, about, it's about the Manson murders, isn't it? No, it's a... That's it, that's what people were saying because it I th it's going to involve in the plot, but it's about an actor and a stuntman trying to get big in Hollywood. And they uh, live... Like a team? They live next door to Shannon Tate's house. Oh, okay. So there's like, so there's like, there's like a part of it that a Sharon Tate, I think. Sharon, yeah, sorry, Sharon Tate. So there's a part Don't of it, on it that is a part. It has, it has. Quentin Tarantino said uh, it has the theme of the paranoia of that time, right? Because when Manson family was going on, that's the first time people were like, "Oh shit, someone can break into my house and stab me," right? Yeah. And apparently, that's when like Quentin Tarantino talked about where like when he was a kid, that was his biggest fear was the home invasion. Just right. someone coming into his house and killing him, which yeah. I completely get because that fear is still prevalent yeah. today. I, I feel I had, like I had a huge fear of that because I remember when I was like, I think it was before you're maybe it was right when you were born or before you're born. I don't remember, but it was like there was like a drunk dude who tried to like break into our home. Right. Once my, my dad was gone, my mom was home, and this drunk dude was like, This is my house. And he's like, Pound. Yeah, I'm assuming he was drunk. I don't know. It's like this big dude. He's like, he's claiming that the house raid was his house. And he's like pounding on the door, like trying to kick it in. My mom made me hide under the bed. And she like called my dad, and he had to like rush to get there. And it was freaky as fuck. Right. So I was so scared of a home invasion growing up because that was such a fucking traumatizing, weird experience. No doubt. I would have just karate fought the man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what a code would have given the crane kick from a uh, karate kid the <laughs> he comes here you, you i would make him look down the barrel of a fucking shotgun and go hello <laughs> like at home alone yeah. <laughs> you robbed the wrong house oh. uh but hello. it looks it looks dope just from this screenshot brad pitt and uh brad pitt and leo just look dope and they're yeah, they're yeah, I don't remember who the other guy was. Like, yeah, did you see that picture? Yeah, the, them just hanging out. Yeah, and they're yeah. wearing like the leather, the pleather coats and stuff. It That's looked, a great style, man. I would rock this shit out of that style yeah. if we were back back in that day. That would have been yeah. my look, man. Yeah, that's Fuck a cool, yeah. cool, cool fucking style. That's great. Yeah, yeah, I'm stoked for that. Oh, it's gonna be gonna be good that's the thing like tarantino he's running out of like didn't he say he was only doing like 10 movies and like, yeah but he keeps making like 
more he's only, and he says he's making no i'm making three more but it's like that puts you past 10 you're like is it re- really uh, adamant on being like no i'm gonna go. i thought he's only i yeah. thought he's only up to eight am i crazy i swear he was only i eight. thought he was past that reservoir dogs pulp fiction jackie brown kill bill volume one kill bill volume two uh death, death proof and glorious bastards django unchained the hateful eight that's nine right off the bat damn number 10 coming up 10 and then 10's gonna be this and one. then and he's always besides said, movies he's written like four rooms and exactly but he romance. said that he's like gonna make a bunch more though so now i think yeah. that whole 10 thing which i'm glad is like right out the fucking window i feel like yeah. directors do that so often like even kevin smith did that where he's yeah like, he's like i'm done after i'm done film this is like 10 years ago he's like this is my last film. I, no, I, I got three more films in the chamber. And then that's it. I'm quitting film forever. And so, then he's done five, like, terrible movies. <laughs> <laughs> the movie producer, basically, version of, like, Kiss is like, our farewell tour. Yeah. yeah. Right? So everybody's going to flood the seas. It's like, dude, it's his last movie. It's their last tour. Yeah. yeah. I think even Scorsese said that at one point. I'm pretty sure Scorsese at one point said he was done with directing. Yeah, oh, really? He said that I right think. after he directed Casino. He's like, this is my last movie. Uh, yeah. This is my last movie. I love casinos. This is it. <laughs> this, is my, this is my love letter to a casino. <laughs> um, random off-topic thing, but did you know, like, like Dan Harmon, I was listening to Harmon's podcast the other day. He was talking about something I was like, I don't know, I was kind of fascinated with, where he was talking about how, like, his best, because like he's famous for doing super meta humor, mm-hmm. and the best advice that he got was from a producer who got advice from Gene Simmons. <laughs> so it's like his best meta, like for writing meta advice, was like uh, when Kiss did the reunion tour, they gave uh, they had this graphic artist do like like a Kiss poster for the reunion tour, and uh, I guess like that was when meta was like really starting to kind of come into like the forefront of like as like a writing style right. you know where it's like a new thing doing like meta com- breaking the fourth culture. wall as like a as like yeah as like a phenomenon breaking the fourth wall and there people are playing with how far can you take it and stuff right and this guy like took that mentality and did, i guess did like a funny kiss poster or something mm-hmm. and then gene simmons like came back with a note that like kiss doesn't get the joke uh-huh. And that's the note is like how that's how no that's how you know you've gone too far with like your meta writing is like when it's like your character is in on the joke right then it's like jumping the shark territory almost mm, right right uh, I don't know why I thought of that <laughs> no I'm trying to, no, no, I kind of get it in a roundabout yeah, way it's like it's that's a, that's what he says in the writers room every time some like is meta in the wrong way. It's like Kiss was that, doesn't get the joke. Was that good that Kiss didn't get the joke? Yeah. Okay. Part, part of what makes them, part of their thing what makes them endearing is that they they don't get the joke. The okay. Kiss doesn't work if right. they get the joke. Right. Okay. They are the joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they don't. Yeah. They it's don't like, get the, that. They, they don't the get joke. if they get the joke then then everything falls apart. Yeah. Right. They are Kiss. Yeah. 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 Exactly. No, It'd be like that. if Robert Plant was like really self-deprecating about his tight pants back in the day or something. Like it just doesn't make sense. You know. No. It kind of like makes you respect him less. If like if when Rockstar the part part of what's interesting about Rockstars is them doing ridiculous shit and committing to it. Yeah. 
like fully committing when if they go back and then they're like what was i thinking it's like tommy lee territory like when tommy lee goes back and like makes fun of himself from the 80s and you're like dude how about trent i'm like fuck you you're lame now for making fun of yourself does does trent do that dude trent reznor is completely looks like he's getting ready to go to like a corporate meeting every time you see him on tv (laughs) i mean like yeah he does have like the tight cut oh yeah buzz cut nice like polo shirts and like he's he's like super super like cleaned up like almost Almost like he's a model for like some fashion line totally ditched anything that he was back in the in like the 90s like yeah not saying that i demand him to wear like eyeliner and wear like goth shit yeah yeah but i mean that's that's he had an awesome vibe and an awesome feel and now yeah. when you see him playing those same songs it just seems like a almost poser-ish yeah yeah trent was really like fucking uh like a Big, almost like milestone in music, man. Huge. I love Trent. Like Nine he, Inch Nails is the shit. Yeah, like he started a whole new fucking thing, thing. that still continues on, you know? Dude, dark electronic, like metal rock. Like, yeah. I feel like even stuff for like Odd Future, I feel like their beats and stuff have a very nine, their early shit has a very Nine Inch Nails feel to it, where it's like this dark kind of like industrial almost beats to it and shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. L- I like how the the one Marilyn Manson song I like is the one song that's a cover and produced by Trent Reznor. Oh, what really? Is it? It's uh, Sweet Dreams. Oh, okay. Mm. I didn't know it was produced by Trent. Yeah, he was like, it's like really he wanted to go for like that super dark feel, and the video is like I think helped made by Trent and everything, and so it's like almost no input except that I guess. Marilyn Manson and his bandmates were just playing the song. Right. But it's not their song. They did like, the, yeah, like yeah, almost yeah. none of the work. Yeah. And it's my favorite song they do. That's funny. Yeah, it's a good tune. Marilyn I would hate to be a band like that. us if we did that. Oh. If all, we put all this work into our songs and then it's like we do one cover that's like, yeah, I guess it's a throwaway cover. We can throw the album. That's all we're known for. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, like that, that would, band. That would be disheartening. Yeah, there's a band that that happened to like a '90s band, Black oh, Crows. Like, huh? Were you going to say Black Crows? No, oh, Black Crows have no. a few good hits. No, because they got like other hits, but like there's one I band. Feel that like the biggest one was hard to handle, though. That's definitely a big one. Yeah, it's huge. I think <laughs> it's, actually it's massive. I'm I love the lie. Black Crows. Though. <laughs> the band I'm thinking of, though, their only record, like their only song, was uh, this cover. Oh, I want to say it was the guy. They did a cover of Boys of Summer. I can see you. Oh, yeah, dude, I know exactly what you're hearing. Yeah, yeah, but there's like a band, like, because that was like a, I think it was like a late 80s pop song, and then they did a cover of that, and that was their only. Well, that's a Don Henley song. Don Henley, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did a cover of that, and that was it for them. I remember, no, dude, I know exactly. It's like the Ataris or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, some stupid band. and But, dude, my favorite, because it's a great song, and it's the only song that I think the band will ever be known for, is. Uh, uh, Alien Ant Farm, dude. Smooth Criminal? Yeah, that's a perfect example. Them covering Smooth Criminal is like their biggest thing they ever did. And it's mm. a great song. Like, I, I love listening to Smooth Criminal any day over the Michael Jackson version. It's just right, like, right. oh, it's such a great, I don't know why. Maybe it's because yeah. it's so bad it's so great, or it's just great, and I'm just not admitting that it's. What would right, you guys yeah. say is your favorite cover? Besides Ooh, that one. <laughs> Besides the one know. you just said. Like, <laughs> I love that cover. Uh, favorite cover. Mine would probably have to be Brian Ferry doing anything Dylan. Yeah. There's there's too much to count, but Brian Ferry doing, doing maybe, Dylan songs. I think oh, mine's... I don't know. 
Cause it's like what I like about this cover is it's like it makes a song. This this song is like I think in my mind just better right. than the original. There's a couple covers that do that, but one of my favorites is Ace Frehley doing New York Groove. That's a cover. Yeah, New York Groove is a cover. Yeah, fuck, dude. I love New York Crew. Yeah, and the, his version's way better. That was on the soundtrack of uh, GTA Four. Had what Ace, was it? Had Ace Frehley, New York Groove. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and then the other cover would be like Ace Frehley covering Two Thousand Men. Yeah, another. I thought yeah. that was the one you were going to say. Yeah, Two Thousand Men's great. And there's some songs like that I find out years later are covers, and that always I, I love I love finding that out. You found that with Hard to Handle, Black Crow's Hard to yeah, Handle. Yeah, I didn't know Hard to Handle was a cover. I yes, thought that I was, was a Black Cruise. Uh, Cruise. Cruise, the Black Terry Cruise song, <laughs> the Black Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sick ass rap. Group. What's their name? Like, he's actually probably been called that. He's like, yeah, we got cruises like Tom Cruise. No, the Black Cruise. <laughs> the Black Cruise. <laughs> what are what are their names? The brothers' names? Oh, the Robinson brother, Chris Robinson, and something else Robinson. Right, right. And they just Ted Robinson. Ted. Ted. Do they hate each other? Probably. Like oh, they despise each bands? other. I got, they got to. I've got been it. watching a lot of Kinks lately and listening to a lot of Kinks. And uh, did they hate each other, Ray Davies and and Dave? Yeah, yeah. they were like the most famous for like. I think they were the first band to kind of do that, where they just like fuck, fuck you, fuck you. I'm pretty and, sure like, they would fight setting. on stage and shit, just like Liam Gallagher and Noel yeah. Gallagher. Liam right. is just. Oh, I was watching some with Liam Gallagher, and he's he, fucking funny. Oh man, he just and just like every single sentence he tries to put in this like this little jab against Noel. <laughs> <Ray. laughs> oh, really? He's like. He's like, yeah, well, it's like, oh, you want me to play Wonderwall? He's like, yeah, well, it's a good thing I actually, like, spent some time practicing instead of, like, you know, hobnobbing all fucking day. <laughs> right? So it's just like, oh, yeah. Fucking Liam, man. Oh, yeah, he just made some major rips on him. Like, that sucks, because, like, that is a band that I've never seen. I'd love to see, but I don't think I've ever seen two brothers, like, hate each other. That They were, they kind of took it to, intense, like. intense, man. They took, they kind of took that whole brothers fighting thing as far to, as you could take it. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. like, through, like, literally through that, that relationship down a well. Till this, <laughs> till this <laughs> day in interviews, they still state that they do not like each other. Yeah. <laughs> they do not like each other at all. They have no interest in the other person or what they're doing to this day. Do you like your brother? No. Yeah. I remember like Liam or Noel, one of them, the, the songwriter, one of them, the guitar player. Yeah. I think Noel did a lot. No, of it. Noel did an interview where he was talking about, he was singing, um, don't look back at talking about singing. Don't back in anger. Don't look back in anger. Hearing the crowd sing back to you. And he's, yeah. And he started like tearing up or something talking about it. And mm -hmm. then it was like, I think it was a much music thing where they did the two interviews separately from each other and then they cut back and forth. So he's talking about tearing up playing uh, don't look back in anger. And then yeah. it cuts to <laughs> He's like, and he's like, he's like, he said, what? <laughs> he said, what? <laughs> he's just like, this, this motherfucker think we're in Coldplay? <laughs> <laughs> he said less black than that, but that was a sentiment. It's pretty good. That's great. Oh, it's, oh man, yeah. That's I just wish there were were more feuds like that. To like like really good feuds. The only problem is that is I, I want feuds, but I also want the bands to continue. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's there's something great about feuds, and especially when it's because it's all about a band. It's like you guys just play fucking music together. Yeah. Like for the millions of dollars that yeah. you can make. Hey, let's put your bullshit aside. How, eh? Like the the other guys in Oasis. Like although I'm pretty sure they've replaced everyone in that band, but those guys. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Oasis isn't even around anymore. 
Yeah, I know, but like before that, like like that end lineup was like the only two standing constants were the brothers. I'm pretty sure. I think because I remember there's a guy I, we watched that Oasis documentary, which was just about right. the early years of Oasis, and they kept talking about this other guitar player called Bonehead, right. and they talking about how important he was. And then I remember like looking at concert like th- three or four years down the line from that documentary. He's not in the band anymore, <laughs> <laughs> so it can't Bonehead. be that. How important is Bonehead? But um. I was just thinking, like, imagine being the other guitarist in Oasis and, like, oh, man, this tour would be so much easier if they didn't hate each other. Like, you know, like, that guy where it's, like, it's not his fault, it's nothing to do with him, he's just got a good gig. Yeah, can't, can't like, be on either side. Just got to kind of enable whichever one comes up and be like, yeah, Noah's being a fucking prick. And be like, has, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then the other one comes up and like, he's being a prick. He's like, I know. Oh, biggest prick I <laughs> know. And sitting there being like, I hope we get one more tour in so I can pay off my fucking mortgage. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Uh, but I love it. I love the drama. I love it. It's fun. It's definitely fun. Especially, Especially Liam and Noel, because yeah. Liam is such a wanker. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, man. how Liam's just like a jock almost. Almost. Like he's just like a fucking a- like an asshole jock. This and he's is just kind of endearing. His, his ego is so great. And I know he's playing it up. There's no way that he thinks that highly of himself. I'm pretty sure he's like, <laughs> he thinks that's what a rock star should be. So he's doing that, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, putting yeah. on his rock star mode. Yeah. But he's so unapologetic about it. <laughs> that's what makes it great. That's what makes it seem more genuine. Otherwise, yeah. you'd be like, oh, am I going too overboard with this? Should I exactly. calm it down? Dude, that, that, is, that is a perfect example of Kiss isn't in on the joke. Of like, Kiss doesn't get the joke. Liam... If you ever saw Liam like goofing on his persona, it would fucking ruin everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Like it would ruin it everything. He would, he would instantly become lame. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say there was uh, that amazing Sasha Baron Cohen story about him meeting Liam Gallagher? That's my fucking favorite yeah. all time Liam Gallagher. You story. You want to quickly reiterate it? Yeah. Oh my he, god. He, I- that's so funny. I just, I just, sorry, I got the glimpse of like that movie where he was Liam Gallagher. Yeah, where he's that. basically playing Liam Gallagher, the did, Brothers. Did Grimsley? you watch the Brothers Grimsby? Yeah. Fuck that was funny, man. That. <laughs> oh, man. He looked more like Liam Gallagher than Liam Gallagher. Oh, yeah. oh he nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. It was. I think he was on Conan promoting that movie. He's talking about meeting how he based his character kind of off Liam because he's just like he had this interaction with Liam. It was so amazing. He was backstage with Liam and Bono from U two. Sasha Baron Cohen was, and he was like, uh, who's the, and he's like talking to Sasha Baron Cohen, and Liam's like, who's the greatest living rock star? And then he's like, uh, I don't know. And he, I can't remember who he said. And he's like, no, John Lennon. And he's like, John Lennon's not alive. And then he stands like, she's like, I'm John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so great. Like, what a weird, amazing, like, it's just like, it's it fucking interactions, everything. And that's funny because now I can picture his character, like, in that movie doing that exact same thing. <laughs> oh, John Lennon. Totally. totally. Uh, his new trailer, we showed you his new trailer. What'd you think of that, man? That was really funny. That like, was great. I, I can't yeah. believe, like, the amount of effort he puts into, like, getting, like, that makeup and everything Fuck. done for all those movies, man. Like, oh, and, like, his acting is still amazing. Like, his body language and stuff. Well, that's or? really where it comes from is the body language, and especially with this one where he's, like, the most confident, most, like... like alpha male. Alpha male, most verbose, just... 
And what I think is different from this and the other roles in this one, he, what's it called again? This is America. No, what is America? What is America? In this one, he seems to be trying to like buddy up to the other person to make them say ridiculous shit. Yeah. Whereas he, like before Bruno and stuff, he would almost want him to just make them uncomfortable. You know, he'd yeah. be his character. This one really seems like he's trying to like get them to like him so that they're more comfortable saying these ridiculous. That's if no exactly one's seen it, it the, the yeah. promo is like him going around to like congressmen and state people proposing like uh, four year olds should have gun. Four year olds should be trained to have guns and like <laughs> shit like that as this like Israeli dude. And he gets all these. Uh, I haven't seen the first episode yet. It's out. Uh, the yeah. show's out on uh, yeah. Showtime. I've only seen the first 10 minutes. But uh yeah, he gets all these people to say like ridiculous shit. Like every four year old should have a gun and be protected. Yeah, oh, safe, was, happy shooting. Yeah. Oh, and the oh, I love uh, this one. He's talking to. It's like he's like a secretary of like some organizations, like some pro gun organization, some lobby group, I think. Right. And uh, he's talking about. He's like, I've only got shot once with, by my wife because you know I'm. A, in the middle of the night, I get horny. And then he says, <laughs> then he's like, you can't rape your wife, right? And he gets him to like, no, like, it's okay if it's your wife, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not, and then like he shakes his hand. And then yeah, the like, guy's just loving it. He's loving it. He's like, this isn't going to be on like, we're not going to put this on the video. Are we? It's going to like get cut. And he's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, it's great. And then Sarah, when the show premiered, Sarah Palin went on Twitter and she was like, I was duped by Sasha Baron Cohen. Fucking, <laughs> really? this was set up. Blah 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 blah. So an episode must have Sarah Palin doing some fucking. I cannot wait for that. Stupid oh, okay. shit. Because she went out on Twitter and was like blasting it, saying she was duped and all this shit, which is great because it's just more promotion. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it works for way him. Way more promotion. He, get, just hearing that gets me so excited to see what happens to Sarah Palin. <laughs> yeah, man. That's the thing. Does it only last for like one or does he get multiple seasons done? Because once it premieres, then the joke's out. Everybody knows that's him. <sighs> yeah, man. Yeah, I don't even know if he plays the same character from episode to episode. He does it. No. That is really guys just one character. I've seen things where he's playing like different characters. Oh, so that's smart. So, so like nobody could ever catch on that he's like doing the same act. Yeah. Like bet- it was with Dali G, dude. Everybody caught on after a certain point. Yeah. yeah. There was even like fake Ali G's after a certain point. I remember him saying we're like, fake people would be getting gigs because they dress up like Ali G and say they're Ali G. Oh, and really? So he was missing out on tons of gigs, right? Because he's uh. this character and no one knows who he actually is because back in that day, I don't think he... Yeah, Ali G was his only famous character. Yeah, I don't think he was like... And he stuck with it. He wasn't He wasn't Sasha Baron Cohen and Ali G, right? Yeah. And so like tons of people got gigs off that because right. fucking they had no credit. He, they could, right? right yeah. I guess. Yeah. Fuck, I love Ali G so much. Ali G's great. Dude, and he's got like Neil Armstrong. He's like, so when you got to the moons, <laughs> um, what were like the aliens like all like? Right. <laughs> Ali G might be my favorite character. It's like, well, there were no aliens on the moon. <laughs> right. But were they like, were they angry aliens? Like, <laughs> but, well, well, there were, well, there were known. Oh. Right. <laughs> right. Always, that's my best because yeah. it's like the most non-agreeing right. Like I heard you, but I did not hear yeah. right. So did you like hang out with the aliens? <laughs> Should oh. we uh, get to promoting your guy's gig? Yeah. Bring it up. Dude, that actually one thing I didn't know until you said today. Like, so is that the very first time they're opening up that side of that yes. building? What you you described the building? Like, okay, next Friday. Yeah, next Friday, not this Friday coming. Next Friday, the twenty seventh of July. 
Friday. Next it's Friday. It's a Friday. Not this Friday. <laughs> no. Next not Friday. Wait one more Friday. Not yep. wait one Friday after the twenty sixth. Twenty seventh. Not okay. the twenty eighth. You've gone too far. July? If you get to the twenty eighth, you've gone too far. Turn around, come back twenty seventh. Yep. Make okay. a Yui. Head back to the twenty seventh. At the Dawson Creek Art Gallery, the Naz no, with uh, the Naz, the new band called the Naz, Graden, uh, Graden Shields, Cody Fonda, Christian Kiwasu. Yes, solid dudes. And uh, where it's the Grain Elevator by the Art Gallery. There's this big, like I don't know how 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 do you describe someone who's not been there? Well, if it's I, I've never even well I've been in the art gallery but I haven't been in that building that's literally beside it yeah me either yeah. I don't, it's I'm, attached I'm, to it it's the same building it's just that giant tall part that yeah it's not it's not the part where you walk up and it's our art gallery is just like a big long staircase kind of like a big long ramp yeah it's gonna be in the part beside that yeah I'm excited to see it man yeah. So if you hit the railroad tracks, just make a Yui, come back. You've gone too far. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's like it's a gray, It's like a empty gr- old grain elevator. Apparently that's what it is. And if it's as empty as I think it is, it's going to be like you know, seventy feet tall on the inside. Yeah. I can't wait to see. It's going to be an interesting show. Uh, what's the mission prices? I don't know. I think. Well, I shouldn't say, but there's going to be some some booze. Okay. So I think they're, they're getting a liquor license. So you got to bring money for some booze. And bring like five bucks just in case there's an admission. Uh, let's see. I have it pulled up here. I'll see if there's a price. And if you bring five bucks and there's no admission, you can just give it to me. Yeah. Give it to me. I'll bootleg you some booze if you're underage. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, even though there's some uh, some booze here, I'll, I'll still get you some booze. Yeah. Hey, man, you need some booze? <laughs> it's like, no, man, there's booze here. You'd be like, no, no, no. I'll hook you up with some uh, booze. No, nah, I'll get you some real booze, man. <laughs> Ten hey. bucks. Ten, Ten bucks. bucks? Okay. All right. Ten bucks next Friday, July 27th. Come on down. Kids five, kids, five dollars. Adults, 10 bucks. It's going to be kids, There's too. It's going to be kids. Hmm. I don't know how the liquor Strange. license is going to work. I don't know. That's conflicting. There must be like a wristband situation. Must be. That pisses me off because one time in Vancouver... Yeah, I was, fuck this gig. I, I, one time in Vancouver, I wasn't allowed to see uh, Ziggy Stardust at the Hammersmith playing at a theater because they served beer at the theater. Yeah. And they wouldn't let me in. Yeah, that was so like, stupid. I was with you. That's uh, fucking gay. Yeah. Just don't, get, don't sell you the beer. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty simple, actually. Um, yeah, no, that will be a fun show. So show up, and hopefully the place won't like collapse because those that place is a hundred years old. Maybe there's a reason the there hasn't out. been anybody in there because that's the thing. We're gonna go in there, turn on a PA system, <laughs> and like this whole structural foundation is just gonna collapse in on itself. <laughs> oh, it's like Godzilla. Everyone's drinks are like shaking. Yeah. What the. Alan. Oh, green. <laughs> That's what you see before you die. A velociraptor. Brayden. Hey, Brayden. A velociraptor some guy's voice. <laughs> um, to bring it all full circle, did you have like a childhood toy that you loved? <laughs> uh, I know that I keep finding it. It might be not one that I love, but the most distinguishable one would be like, I think we all had one at one point, like the Woody from Toy Story. I never had that one. I was one. I had a Buzz Lightyear. Oh yeah, it just pissed me off because I liked Woody more. Yeah, I always had one, and it uh, and uh, came with like a crayon. I don't remember, but it, like because you could write 
your name on the bottom of the shoe. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And, and I remember I had that forever. And like, even just like a year ago, I found that thing in a bin when I was looking for some stuff out of my parents. And it's just like, and like Ooh, does it say mark? Fuck this. And you put a little hole in scratch. And you yeah. Does it say you... mark on the shoe? Yeah, it did. That's it rad. grossed me out. I was just fucking it. I was yeah. Like, oh, 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 I'm Mark. Oh, I'm your dad. Oh, I'm fucking me. Oh, oh. man. You catch his foot while you're fucking him. <laughs> yeah. Throws you off. He throws me off. No, I can't. Oh, I can't jizz now. <laughs> I can't come to full completion looking at this. It's my name. It's my name. You're a Woody killer, Woody. <laughs> if you're a man that comes to your name, you're a creep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what the song "Creep" by Radiohead's about. Because he came, fucking Woody. Because he, he came, fucking Woody. I like, came I'm to a my creep. name. I don't belong here. Oh, uh, it's funny. Patrice O'Neill is dead stand-up comedian had like there's like this great radio interview where he's talking about creep and he's like he's doing like the classic black guy bit it's still just so funny where he's talking about like white guys love the song creep mm-hmm. and he's like talking about why white guys love creep and he's like something about creep that like just like touches the core of the white guy <laughs> and, he, and he's like he's like the part that really gets him and he's like they're playing the song the part that really gets him it's this part when it's like it's kind of going to the heavy part and you hear the guitar go before it goes in like the full on thing he's like that's what really that's when they're like they can't hold it back anymore <laughs> that's so funny I thought that's he was going to be like because it sounds like a gun but he's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he had a similar bit about Fight Club too and white people but it's also very funny it's like only like young white guys would be like I want to know what I need to get back to fighting to get back to my core is like young black guys still fight every single day like, like <laughs> if you grew up in the hood you're fist fighting all the time it's not like it's not, it's, not, it's not like a niche thing where it's like I need to get back to who I am right it's just life it's fucking funny yeah that was a good pa- podcast man that was I enjoyed this that was great how long have we been going a long time yeah, I think that's just measuring the bars and beats, not the time. Sweet. So, not feel good people. Braid. Max House. Mark. Beautiful. All right. <laughs> that was awesome, dude. Oh, I just.